So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have a phenomenal, phenomenal guest lined up for you tonight. I cannot wait to introduce you to this young man. Jamie J is in the house. He is in the green room waiting for me to lift him up and bring him up to the stage. And that's really exactly why I'm here, is to lift up and really get great exposure for amazing entrepreneurs like Jamie, because that is what we do here on the Mind Body Business Show. We interview successful entrepreneurs from all over the world. And the reason I interview them is because I like to elicit and extract their secrets to their success for the sole purpose of you being able to take those secrets, to take notes, and then put those secrets in action so that you can achieve the same or even more greater level of success than our guests have. And that is the whole purpose of this show is twofold, is to give you what you need to take your business to the next level and is to give my guests the exposure they so greatly deserve and get their name out and spread out because the people I have on my show are so heart-centered and it would be a disservice if we did not spread their name and their beautiful minds with the rest of the world. I think you would agree with that, uh, especially when you see and meet people like Jamie, who's coming on very soon, I promise. So that's what the Mind Body Business Show is all about. It's about what I call the three pillars of success. And that came from literally about 10 years of studying only successful people. I started focusing on what makes someone else perhaps more successful than yours truly. What is it about them that's different that makes them even more successful? And these three pillars, these three things kept bubbling up to the top. And you might have guessed what those are. They are indeed the very title of this show, Mind Being Mindset. Now, to a person, each of these individuals that were successful had very positive, powerful, and the most important part, here's the kicker, very flexible mindset. And body literally meant and means that they took care of themselves and take care of themselves, both physically and nutritionally. It's that simple. And then business is multi, multi, multifaceted. I love business because the topic of it uh, is what I mean, because there are so many skill sets that one was, must master in order to build a successful, thriving business and then to take that business and scale it and grow it and bring in more customers, serve more people. That is why Jamie J is here tonight. You're going to learn how you can scale your business to the moon and really uh, up your game and bring in more and more clients, serve them, help more people, make more money so you can continue to scale and grow. I cannot wait to get into that with uh, Jamie here in just a moment. Many skill sets are needed to master. The good news is if you only master one skill set, I mean, what, what are we talking about? We're talking like marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership. I mean, I could keep going for quite some time. The, the good news is you don't have to master every single one of them because let's face it, mastering just one takes a long time. Mastering anything takes a long time. If you just master the one skill set of leadership, then you now have the cornerstone of all 
skill sets to then bring in higher joint venture with those who already have mastered the skill sets that you have yet to or may never master just because of the sheer time involved with all of them so concentrate on mastering the skill set of leadership first or refocus on that now and even if you don't have a team focus on leading yourself we can go through a whole topic on that for another time just focus on mastering leadership and you will see incredible things happen and you'll be able to quickly develop a system and a team that Jamie J, who is coming on in just a moment, will help you with. And I can't wait to get to that detail as well. And to a person, another thing I noticed about these incredibly successful people was that they were all also very voracious readers of books. And with that, I want to segue very briefly into a segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. There you see ReachYourPeakLibrary.com right there on the screen. If you're watching this live, I hope you are. And if you're not, go to TheMindBodyBusinessShow.com. Register, click on any of those buttons. You're going to get a free gift, a, a valuable gift of a discount card for a hotel. I've used them. They are legitimate. There's no uh, nothing under the, there's nothing shady going on there. It's phenomenal. In fact, you don't pay anything. You get paid to just register. And all we do is announce when we go live. And you will get an email with a link. You click the link and you're here watching us live. And you can engage with us, comment with us, ask questions and get exposure for yourself even. So be sure to do that. So reachyourpeaklibrary.com. One quick word of advice before I continue with that, and that is instead of you know succumbing to that itch to go off and check it out on your own while the show's running. So instead of going off and typing in reachyourpeaklibrary.com in a browser and checking it out, instead of doing that, I would implore upon you to instead write it down, take notes, and then visit the resource after the show is over because... I know Jamie is going to have several resources for you as well. And I would hate for you to miss that one golden nugget that he is about to tell you that could change your life forever because you weren't focused on what he was saying. You were off typing in another resource. So write it down and keep your attention and gaze on Jamie as the show goes on, because I like to say that the magic happens in the room. And this has happened from stage. This is from experience of speaking from stage, watching somebody get up and leave the room because they had to go to the bathroom or they had that all important phone call or text message come in, you know, silence your phone, unless you're watching this on your phone, of course, uh, and pay attention, stay focused. That's my uh, soapbox moment. Reach Your Peak Library is a site that I literally had designed and developed with you in mind. Why is that? I myself was not a voracious reader until about 11 years ago at the age, the ripe age of 47. All right. Yes, you're all doing the math. You now know where I stand today. That's good. I love it and I own it. And so I began reading at about the age of 47 and I began listening to books on Audible and that was the key for me. I did not like using my eyeballs to read. I didn't even know that. Um, that was one of the issues that kept me from reading. And so I started listening and I've listened to many books since then. Not every book I've ever listened to has made it to this list. In fact, I am well behind, but not every book I have read and finished is even on this list. Only those that have had profound impact on me, either in my professional life, my personal life, or even both. And 
I just started having them added to the site willy-nilly. I mean, there is no rhyme or reason. They're not alphabetic. They're not by author. They're just thrown in there. So just scroll through there. Find the first book that resonates with you that you have not read or maybe you want to read it again. Go pick it up off your shelf if you already have it. Go buy it. It doesn't have to be from this website. You can go to anywhere, your favorite bookstore, or Amazon. Uh, all these buttons go straight to Amazon. It doesn't matter. It, the point of this is to give you a gift, something that another successful entrepreneur has vetted every one of these books. So the odds of you not wasting your time on reading a book are greatly increased. Can't guarantee it'll give you the same uh, result that did for me. Oh my God, the four agreements. That's one of my favorite by Don Miguel Ruiz. So I can't guarantee you'll get the same results I did, but at least the odds are increased that you will get positive results by reading books because they are life changers. I kid you not. Speaking of life changers, we've got one waiting in the wings. It's going to literally change your life. I'm not kidding. You cannot, um, I, I can't wait to have him on. And I got, here we go. Let's just bring him on. So Brian quit stammering. Jamie J is coming on right now. Here we go. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is the one. It is the only Jamie J. <laughs> hey, Jamie, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Brian. What a what an incredible intro there. Fantastic. Woo. Yeah, and every word was true of you for sure. And I just want to know when did when did ZZ Top stop touring? <laughs> <laughs> Loving the beard, man! It is awesome. You're rocking the beard. Um, and I, I'll tell everyone before we get into the show. I've gotten to know Jamie not for a very long time. We had a good chat some time ago, several months ago. Really uh, connected with this guy. And then just before this show, what an amazing man! What an amazing heart he has! And I'm so blessed to be able to share him with you because I think he is making a big difference in our world in a positive way in so many ways. And you'll find out another reason why when I formally introduce him in a moment, but with things that, you know, take money to operate, we need to do some housekeeping as I like to call it. Uh, and what's more like bookkeeping if you think about it, but what we're going to do is bring up a few ad spots and then Jamie and I will be back. So don't go anywhere. Hang with us, watch this, and we'll be right back. So we'll be here. Here we go. Hey, if you're watching the Mind Body Business Show live right now, then you will have the ability to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort of your choosing, compliments of the Big Insider Secrets. What is it? It is a five-night vacation stay to one of many destinations across the world. You can see as we go through this very quickly. There's some in Branson and Daytona Beach. These are in the United States, all over the United States, New Orleans, San Diego. There's also Mexico. There's also the UK and Argentina. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. Australia. At the end of this show, you will be given the ability to enter to win. You must be watching this live. If you're not watching live, then head on over to themindbodybusinessshow.com and register to receive automated notifications when we go live the next time. We do not spam. We do not even pitch any products or anything from that notification. It's just simply a way for you to know that we're live and now you can join us 
and you can also participate in this incredible, incredible prize, and you do not want to miss this. So come on live, and you do not want to miss a moment because of our incredible guest experts, and stay on to the end, and we will reveal that at the very end. And if you're struggling with putting a live show together, and it's overwhelming, and you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high-quality show and connect with great people and grow your business all at the same time, then write this down, carpetbombmarketing.com. Then head on over to it after the conclusion of tonight's show. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And to get a free lifetime membership to a phenomenal resource called the Reach Your Peak Club, your free membership will include instant access to deep discounts on major software, services, and top shelf training courses that you need to run your successful business. Think of it as your entrepreneur discount house. Catapult your business to the next level, sign up for free now, and get a hotel discount card worth $200 just for joining. Then. Go and grab your deep discounts. So write this down. And then after the show, once again, head on over to reachyourpeakclub.com. All right. Now let's get back to the show. Yes, let's get back to the show already. My gosh, who is that yammering on forever? So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jamie J. He is the founder and managing director of Bottleneck Distant Assistance. And it was founded in 2016. And Bottleneck is an outsourcing agency that helps businesses identify, hire, and cultivate their workforce through a carefully designed, systematic approach to growth. Ooh, I love the words there. He is a veteran U.S. Army paratrooper who received the Army Achievement Medal for Meritorious Service. And Jay's additional business experience includes a 12-year career in corporate America, sorry, and <laughs> advanced education in business administration and management at the Florida Institute of Technology. Jay likes networking with big picture thinkers and proudly proclaims he is unemployable. I love that one. In his spare time, he enjoys playing hockey, riding his Harley Davidson, camping, boating, playing guitar, shooting guns, traveling, and spending time with his wife, Sarah, and their dog, Nikita. With that, ladies and gentlemen, officially and formally, welcome to the show, Mr. Jamie J. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I am so excited for this, Jamie, because of you and what you bring to the table. And I was just curious if you wouldn't mind opening up with a quick little story. We were talking before the show. Uh, and, I, and again, I'll say this now publicly. I said it to you privately. Thank you for your service, for help, uh, for serving this amazing country of ours. Deeply uh, in gratitude and debt for you uh, choosing to do that for us, for all of us, including yourself and your family and your loved ones. So thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for serving this wonderful country of ours. Um, what I wanted to see, uh, find out is, do you have any stories from your old paratrooping days when you were jumping out of perfectly healthy flying aircraft that were not gonna crash? You just jumped out of them anyway. Yeah, any right? for that? <laughs> yeah, we were talking. I said I, I did have one story, and it's kind of funny. Um, you know, it, it usually brings up a pretty good chuckle. But um, in basic training, you get assigned a roster number, and that's what they call you. They don't call you by your name. Your number, 127. That was my roster number in basic. Well, I had the same roster number, 127, in jump school. After I graduated basic in AIT, then I go on to jump school. And uh, I was, I was going to be assigned to the 82nd Airborne Division. 
And uh, so we get there and everywhere you, in jump school, you got to double time. You're running everywhere and it's funny. And we were, went through the first two weeks of training. And then the last week of training, you actually do five jumps to get your certification and get your, your uh, jump wings. Well, I was walking in. They, they're, they're called chocks, but they're lines. And there's, there's four lines. There's two inboard and two outboard. And uh, I was walking in. I was, I don't know, probably... 10th or 11th in line and um one of the um jump masters goes one two seven back of the back of chalk one and i'm like oh thank the lord i'm gonna be the last one you know and i was like because i was nervous as as same with everybody else and uh so we board the plane and takes off and you know we're sitting down and then it, it dawned on me wait a second i was the last person on that means i'm gonna be the first the very first person. So the, the command start, outboard personnel stand up, <laughs> so, you know, hook up, sound off for equipment, check, <laughs> check static line, all this commands are going. And when they say sound off for equipment check, basically what that means is the very last person, um, I'm the first person, I'm in the back, but the very last person turns around, the second person checks their equipment and he turns around and then you slap them on the behind and they say okay and that goes on all the way up through the line and then i feel that big slap on on my behind and and i'm supposed to take one authoritative full step forward hand at a 45 degree angle looking at the jump master in his eyes and i'm supposed to say all okay jump master and that's the signal for us to go and i stepped up and i thought i said that but what actually came out was <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't formulate the sentence correctly and he goes what did you say you yelling <laughs> so it was crazy then the you know they finally got it out okay all okay jump master and i'm freaking out and there's a big yellow line you go stand your toes on that line and the door opens and all this wind's flying after they call the 30 seconds and all that stuff is done and uh, so i'm standing there uh on the door he goes just don't look down when that light turns green, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to jump, jump master. And he says, that's right. Just don't look down. I look down. The trees are this big. And <laughs> it, it was just scary. And, and uh, sure enough, that light turned green and I went out. And when you jump out, you count 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. And if your chute doesn't automatically open, you hit your reserve. Well, I jumped out and it was <laughs> my shoot open i was like man this is freaking fantastic i love this <laughs> then all of a sudden you fall 22 feet a second in a dash one bar bravo uh 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 parachute is what we're and you, you can't control them you just barely pull a slip in and boy that ground was coming up quick and boy man i rushed into that and i i landed and I, my training kicked in so i was fine but it's the equivalent of jumping off about a 12 foot wall Wow. is how hard you fall so you really got to learn how to fall right and boy it was just uh i was checking myself am i still here like <laughs> uh, and so that was my that was my first experience <laughs> i love it and, and it's a lot like it man there's so many parallels here it's like business it's like taking that leap of faith in your own business and it's Absolutely. scary it's never and usually what i say is um you know i've learned a lot on mindset trained in nlp neurolinguistic programming and what i've learned is when you're feeling that that trepidation, but you know, it's good for you. That is your subconscious telling you go, this is what you need to do. You know, the get, get in, um, get used to being uncomfortable. 
you know, Absolutely. get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Somebody else uh, coined that phrase. I think it's perfect. And what a great, I mean, you didn't say this on purpose to be a metaphor for business, but it truly is uh, because uh, it's, it's like life. And then when you hit the ground and you successfully completed that, you felt elated and fantastic. And that's the way it is with business. Even every single day. I mean, I had so many victories today, little micro victories, but man, it felt like I landed and my knees were intact and <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> and so it's very similar. I was like, man, I was right living it with you. So thank you for that. That is amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> so you used to work in corporate America. So what was your strategy? How did you, there, there are so many people I've run into and I've, I've been in this situation myself personally. And so I'm, I'm very familiar with, you know, working with others who don't want to work, who don't want to work for another company, but have no clue how to sever those ties, how to, how to release themselves of those shackles, uh, you know, because you're getting paid on a regular basis, either every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever it is, but you know, that paycheck's coming becoming an entrepreneur is scary because you never know where your next one's coming yeah. for you. What was the key or keys to break free from corporate? Did they help you to break free by pushing you out the door? Did you leave on your own accord? And what were the things that, that led to your ultimately leaving and what did it feel like? I know it was a lot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was So it was super scary, but um, it, it, I, I'm still a kid. I think I, it takes me forever to learn how to do the right thing. I've made so many mistakes that I knew I shouldn't have done. And that happened. So in the span of a, a dozen years, I worked for five different companies. Wow. Um, so that's moving pretty quickly. Yes. Moving, thinking the grass is always going to be greener. Um, and it was in two different industries. Uh, um, it was in technology and it was in radio. Um, and uh, it just, it, it, it seemed like, man, I for the first uh, three companies, first two companies I left, I didn't leave on good terms. Mm. Um, I had, I had personality conflicts with, with people there. And obviously I was doing something wrong. Um, as I look back in it and reflect, um, I, 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 I wasn't being intentional. What I later learned is, um, to build really good relationships and always be upfront and honest and transparent. And, you know, if that's not what is going to work for me there, then I understand that that we need to separate. I totally get it that I'm not part of, I don't, I don't agree with the core values or, or the vision or mission, something there. And if I'm going to impede their progress, sure enough, uh, it's time for me to go. But what I did finally find, find out is I had the, uh, I guess you can say kind of cojones. I, I've, I finally figured it out. Hey, this is what I want to do. And, uh, fortunately the last position I had, um, I let them know what I wanted to do and they supported me and they ended up being my first client when I transitioned away. Um, and so it, I learned through several iterations, it's very important not to burn those bridges and to do everything you can um, and be intentional. Um, if you're there, you chose to be there. Um, nobody else forced you to be there. So if you chose to be there and you're unhappy, make the best of that situation but follow your passion, follow what it is that you want to do. Um, and the hurt and the pain was so much in corporate America for me. I'm not saying corporate America is bad. For me, it was so painful that I had to go somewhere else to continue challenging myself and uh, do something so where I could kind of follow my passion. I know it kind of sounds cheesy, but that's that's how I felt. And uh, I just, I really, I really wanted to do my own thing. And boy, oh boy. 
2006 is when I started. <laughs> That's fantastic. And so when you actually made that decision, I mean, did you already have external clients lined up, some kind of income working? Were you doing the side hustle thing while you're working a full-time job or after you're working your full-time job each night? How did that transition occur? That's where it got a little scary because I didn't. I had one client, the organization that I worked with. Wow. Uh, but I knew that if I stuck with it, um, it would be okay because I would have the time to do it. I had a super small little tiny bit of savings, not much at all. Um, but that's that's how I started. And it was just grassroots um, working out of, I'm kind of working out of my bedroom turned office here, but that's, that's how I've always, I've always been. I love it. I love it. And this, this is inspiring for people, you know, that are out there trying to make that the same decision. Uh, and I would encourage you to reach out to Jamie because not only will he uh, help you with that decision if you're in that boat, but he will also, he has the resources to kind of accelerate your success in getting you um, up and solvent quicker. I know this because of what he does when I finally made the decision, this is before I met Jamie, I made a decision to implement a strategy that he offers for, uh, and we're going to get into this, don't worry, uh, that he offers for entrepreneurs and small businesses, maybe even large businesses. But once you employ the strategy, so many things open up, I mean, instantly. And your your mindset changes. You're, it's like, wow. And so let, let's uh, get to the elephant in the room. Jamie, what is your business? What do you do? Um, in a nutshell, what is it you do and who do you serve uh, as far as businesses that help them to literally exponentially grow their business in a much more short, shorter period of time? Right. So our, our provocative point of view is stop doing the wrong things so you can focus on doing your best work. I saw one of the books that you, when, as you were scrolling earlier, was E-Myth Revisited. Oh, yeah. And there's a great example in, in that book by someone starting, was it a a, a bakery yes. or a, a, I think it was a bakery and they just loved baking. And then they found out, Oh man, now I got to do books and now I got to manage people and I have to do all these other things. And it affected them in such a negative way that they, it took all the fun out of what used to be a passion of theirs. Um, and, and so we find the same thing with a lot of people that start either startups or entrepreneurs or even people that have been in the same business for a couple of years. It just gets old to them and they get burned out. And what we did is we have aligned our core values around that provocative point of view, because no matter what, if you own your business, uh, whatever it is that you're doing in life, if you're married, if you're anything in life. I always give them the 80-20 rule. 20% of the time, it's going to be mucky and muddy, and it's just going to be work. But the reason you go through that is because you love or you're so passionate about something or someone because you know you're going to be rewarded. If you get through this stuff, clean the dishwasher tonight or whatever it is, <laughs> get through that because you'll be cuddling with your wife or your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend you know, 15 minutes later on the couch, you know, watching a show together. And, and that's the kind of the, the push that we need. It's the same thing in business. I still do stuff that I don't care to do, but I know I need to get it done. Um, strategy or, you know, talking with an upset client. That's no fun, but I'm intentional about it because I know that I have the confidence to where if we're able to communicate effectively and work this out, which is one of my three, um, uh, skills that I think are paramount to anybody, adaptability, resilience, and effective communication. But if you can just get through that, you know you're going to be rewarded because then you get to go on Brian Kelly's show 
and hey. you can do stuff like that that's really fun. So th those are probably um, uh, some of the things that I think you asked early on, you know, how was I scared and all that? It, I was so passionate about it. Um, and, and people say, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I call BS on that. But <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if you find something you truly do well and you really enjoy, you'll excel as long as you're focused on a, a really defined and well thought out vision that you align with and in a mission that you do every single day. The mission are the objectives. The vision is where you want to get to. If you can align yourself with that core values and the team members buy into that or believe in that vision, man, it's it's a pretty powerful uh, recipe. Yeah, and uh, you kind of just let the cat out of the bag. You said team members, huh? Where would one go to find team members <laughs> that could be plugged into their their company, their business, their system in rapid format to where they're they're more hitting the ground running because I've I've heard the horror stories of people looking for help and they would interview endless countless number of VAs and they sound great, they look great, their resume is fantastic, they hire them and then they're a flop and they just become a cancer. And I know that that is something you help with is uh, you know, qualifying people. You have many of them in your repertoire that you are already vetted. So if you wouldn't mind, so real quick though, the VAs are, are what I'm talking about, virtual assistants. And that was the one thing that was a game changer for me in my business. Just getting that first one and realizing you have help and it teaches you to do things that you will learn in the e-myth revisited that very book you just mentioned and that's building your systems you know he said somewhere in the book he said if you have no systems in your business then you have no business <laughs> like whammo right between the eyes that was me i had no systems i didn't have help i had nothing and uh i have since then grown i've got a team i've got systems uh standard operating procedures i record everything document if issues need to be taken care of, they're technical in nature. I'm recording those so future VAs can look at those if we have a similar nature come up, a similar issue. And wow, realizing, so when you say uh, you'll never have, to, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never have to work another day. That's true. It is BS. But the more you have people to help you and the system employed around it, the more happy you'll be and the less you'll be in that in that 20 percent of the, the, the goo and the guck. So if you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear an overview of literally what you do your business i'm going to pull up your website and if you would feel like it if there i'm sure you can think of one or two uh success stories or even someone currently using your services that had a profound effect on them making that decision to get more help if they already had help or if those who had no help and finally got help and said holy crap where have you been all my life uh that would be great as well so if you don't mind i'd like to hand it over to you for a bit and uh, give us a rundown of everything you guys do and uh the successes you've had yeah, and, and thank you so much. Uh, so the name of my company is called Bottleneck uh, Distant Assistance. Um, and Distant Assistance is a new category that we created. So we're proud to say we're the first, the world's first uh, dedicated distant assistant company. And I think there's a really strong um, delineation. None is better than anything else. I say we're just a little different. And a virtual assistant, in my opinion, is more transactional based in nature. Um, a lot of times people misinterpret a virtual assistant as AI or machine learning as well. Um, and that's a really big topic right mm -hmm. now. Um, a distant assistant is more of an intimate-based relationship. And, the, and, and we really focus on training so that they understand 
to seek out and study the vision, the mission, the core values, the provocative points of view of our clients so that they build that deep personal relationship with one another. And what we found is that the industry average right now in the VA industry is a 38% turnover rate. Bottleneck wow. is 4%. And the reason why is because our clients, they, 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 they get to see by extension themselves doing so much more. And again, we go back to that provocative point of view, stop doing the wrong things so you can focus on doing your best work. Well, those things that you may not get a lot of energy from checking your email or doing your calendar or answering the phone or, you know, doing research that's so time consuming, um, your assistant that you hire thrives on that. And they love the detail. They love being able to say, check out this amazing PowerPoint I put together based on what you wanted me. And you're just like blown away. Wow, that is so cool. What that allows me to do is not get into the weeds in any one type thing. And, and my brain, the way it works, I, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm a little ADD squirrel syndrome, you know, and, uh, you know, they can bring you back down to reality a lot of times and keep you organized and structured that way. But what we do here um, is we really work with clients um, to help pursue what it is that they want to do. And we do this through what we call as a delegation roadmap. And that delegation roadmap is is pretty straightforward. I learned this from the wonderful Scott Beebe, where you basically list down everything you do in a given day, anything that you do that could be repeatable, everything. Um, and this is a time where you need to take a break, take an hour or two hours, let everybody know in advance, schedule this thing so the family's aware or whatever the case may be. And you need to sit down with a cup of coffee, if it's a glass of wine at night, whatever, whatever it is that you like to do, but keep it just quiet so you can concentrate. You list down everything you can do and you assign two values. Number one, is it something you must do or can you delegate this task? And number two is, does this task bring energy to you or does it just completely drain you of energy? What you get from that is a subset task list of all the tasks that you can delegate and all the tasks that don't bring you energy. Now you start lining all of those tasks into different job roles. Is this an executive assistant that can help me? Is it a web developer? Is it an audio or video editor? Uh, is it you know a graphic designer? Is it a social media person? It, you just and whichever list is the longest, that's the first role you go after. That's the first one. And a lot of times, I highly recommend people hiring executive assistants because they can help build that out for you. Yeah. Um, and they start learning who you are. They start learning your tone, your voice. And before you know it, they start finishing your sentences. A lot of times at the end of a call <laughs> or a consultation, I'll say bye for now. Well, so do our assistants. It's just yeah. weird how that kind of picks up. And so that's kind of what we do. And one of the big, big, big differentiators, you talked about this, systems. I love systems processes. I love it. I love workflows. So all of our assistants are trained in workflow management. During They go to Bottleneck Academy, um, and they don't pay anything for this. We cover all the costs for it. But once they go there, they learn how to build workflows based on instructions given them by our clients. And after, after the 60-day onboarding, what's really cool about that is we deliver to all of our clients a workflow manual branded in their brand uh, with a table of contents with every single task delegated to them step-by-step step built out. And what does this do? It does two things. Number one, it could help with evaluations because now you're discovering the foundation to systemize the entire process of your organization. And number two, it gives you the confidence knowing that everything you've delegated 
is delegated up to or hopefully exceeding your level of expectations. And now you feel more comfortable delegating more responsibility or more authority to that person. We've oftentimes seen those assistants get promoted in their organizations. My executive assistant started with me four years ago is now our director of operations. She runs the company. Um, and it's stories like that, that we know we can guide and support our clients in getting to that level to where they focus on doing their best work. That is phenomenal. And I've actually learned more in this chat than I did when we first had our talk. And I'm even more duly impressed, especially with the fact that you're doing all that with a bottleneck workflow and the training that you're giving them and that it's branded to the client and you're already establishing a culture awareness with the, the assistant or what do you call, what, what is your term for your, um, your people? It's not virtual assistant because you it's do different assistants. Distant. Okay. And, and I like that you're differentiating that because truly what you're doing is different and it distances you from other agencies <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, um, assistant provider. Oh my gosh. Everything you just said just was so in alignment with what I'm going through right this very moment. I've been working with an agency uh, and the main VA that I have, I call her my primary VA. I've been slowly needing and helping and massaging and helping her to become more of a manager than a technician uh, while she's still doing technician work for me so that when the time comes where we expand, I've already told her ahead of time, I will put you in charge of doling out the tasks while you may still do some of them and we'll have that chat i'm going to let her choose what she wants to do and what she wants to offload it's going to be her choice not mine because i know what she's great at and it, it will be her responsibility then to make sure that other person is at least as good as, he, as she is that's going to be hard because she's freaking awesome but i've every step of the way though i always get her buy-in and i don't i don't force her to do something she is not in alignment with. And I tell her, please be honest with me. It's better to be honest with me now than go down the road and determine, oh crap, I had, I just said that to make you happy. And I'm like, no, don't do that ever, please. We have a great relationship. And so all this is perfect because uh, it, it resonates strongly with what I've internally developed. And, you know, the whole, the culture is so important, you know, being in alignment with a business's culture, understanding, just like you said, they'd start talking like you. It's crazy. It's unbelievable, but the, that's good news, especially for those who start doing social media content on your behalf. Now they're writing as you would write. They're talking not not exactly, but very close. Absolutely. And so it resonates with people that know you. And uh, yeah, everything you said is just, you, you got me like freaking excited. I'm such a geek, but <laughs> I love this stuff. I love systems too. I, I hate process. I used to. I hate documentation. I used to because now documentation isn't documentation so much. It's turn on Loom or some other screen recorder, narrate what you're doing, that is the document. If you can follow these instructions, then you're hireable. If you can't, you're not. And if you can't, boy, there's something wrong because they're pretty simple the way we make them. And so, yeah, thank you for kind of affirming what I think is the right way to go about things. And you take it to another level with your the way you treat your clients, and that's very impressive. So kudos to you, and I can see why you're so successful just in that, and that your retention rate, 4%. Oh my God, that's pretty awesome. Meaning only four drop, not four stay on. <laughs> yeah. To make sure that was clear. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for um, letting us know. And, and 
towards the end of the show, I mean, you all saw, if you're watching this live, it's uh, bottleneck.online is the website you'll go to to then have that initial call you. There's a button there that says book a consultation. Uh, will they talk with you, your wife, a team member? How does that work? It depends. Okay. Uh, it just depends on who's up in the queue. Um, but if I'm, I'm more than happy to talk with anybody. Um, uh, Raina talks with a lot of them. We have Phil. It's just, I mean, and I also like to introduce them to the team. I, I, I like them to see, because there's a lot of challenges. They say, do they even speak English? Or, you know, yeah. some of the problems I've had, I've had to tell them every single thing to do. And, you know, it's just probably not a good, you know, but when I give them an opportunity to actually speak with the team and uh, let them know what they do and their independent thoughts um, and how I embrace all of that, and they get to see us interact, and they can almost start seeing themselves. Oh, yeah. I could be, I could be doing stuff like that. That's extremely powerful uh, because if you've never done anything before or you've had a bad experience, it's very difficult to take that step again yeah. or for the first time. And so, by example, it's really nice to present them with you know real life scenarios and what's yeah. happening. It gives them an immersive environment to see it and live it and breathe it and in real mm -hmm. time. And, and they can then, and like you said, visualize themselves being part of that. And that, that's another great thing. Uh, you, you are so, like, you are so astute um, and you, you have this incredible, I can't think of the word of it. It's just astuteness, <laughs> but you, you really understand uh, what is so effective. It's And the reason I'm saying that is because it's obvious you've been doing this a while you've done, you've gone through, the, the school of hard knocks as have I, and we've learned and we're still not perfect. You're not, I'm not. And that's okay. The cool thing is I can tell you're one of those that's willing to say, you know what, that could be improved. So let us give us a moment and we'll improve on that. I mean, I've just done that recently and it took me physically myself personally an entire day to build out in, in this case, a new automation. I'm an automation freak. I love that stuff, but yeah, do what you love. And I love automation, by the way. So that was not, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, it comes easy to me. It's natural. And I just enjoy the heck out of it. Not everybody, very few I'm finding like it at all. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's good. I have a hireable uh, skill. This is good. Um, and so, but that's the thing is, um, like you said, do what you like, be passionate about it. How many, have you heard all the naysayers or some of the naysayers that there is a, this is a debatable topic I hear about a lot. Ooh, How nice. important is it for someone to really be passionate about what they do? Like you, you brought the example of the bakery uh, shop in the, that was a whole metaphor that came out of the E-Myth Revisited. But in your opinion, how important is that? Some say, oh, forget that. Um, don't worry about being passionate. Just find something that'll make you money. If you're trying to do something you're passionate about and try to make money at it, well, you're in for a, a steep climb. What's your philosophy on that? Uh, my philosophy is very simple. Do something that you really enjoy. And, and so do I really enjoy uh, sourcing and providing distant assistance? Yes, absolutely. And, and when I first started this, I, I, there was a, a light went off. When I first started, um, I was actually in a mastermind group and they said, how are you getting these great people? And I said, oh, well, here, have one. They go, you need to make the, a business out of this. And I said, really? Because I had a creative web agency and all that. And I wasn't, I was not passionate about building websites. Z mm. Zero passion. Made decent money, but not passionate. And I thought, I was still on that same track. I'm like, well, I can make a lot of money doing this. So I'm going to start this company. And uh, 
it was like a year and a half into it, maybe one of my clients uh, rang me on a Saturday and said, Hey, and I said, what the heck are you doing? Call me on a Saturday. I almost didn't answer the phone. Dang, what are you doing? And I thought for a minute, maybe there was a complaint or something happened. So I was going to jump all over this. <laughs> In any case, uh, long story longer, he turns, he turns around and he says, well, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, we hired our assistant 90 days ago. This is the first Saturday I'm taking off this year. Wow. And I was like, oh, then the phone rustled away and his wife said, thank you for giving me my husband back. Uh. Now that changed um, the perspective on how I, how I even, I had no idea. I, I had zero idea. Wow. And now I'm not like, I want to do this for a million people. That's impossible. I want to do it for 500. I want to be there because we can still offer good personal touch. I want to be that small company that plays big. I want to remain small through growth and affect people that way. Like that's magical. The other thing that is key to the whole thing is work with people that you want to work with. Yes. So we're very selective. Um, I have no problem firing a client. Do I like it? No, absolutely not. But if I hear mistreatment or something going on with one of our assistants, oh man, uh, dad comes out. Uh, like, I don't know what happens. I love it. It's, it's also the same on the other, on the other shoe though. If we have a DA that is not showing up or, or not doing what they're supposed to, I'll be as equally as hard on them and we'll blacklist them. And, and that's not a good thing. When they, when other, other companies find out um, that we've blacklisted somebody, they know they've done something wrong. That said, we've never had one instance of theft. We have had instances where people didn't show up or they didn't respond in a timely manner and stuff like that. And they all know that. Um, so we want to try and make this relationship with them completely focused on supporting our clients from a leadership role. We have a Jedi mind trick. All of our DAs are leaders. Mm. And I tell them, I tell the client this, but and and, I, and they go, well, how am I going to be the leader? He's my boss or she's my boss. <laughs> you're going to be a leader because you're going to ask the most questions. So that's the mindset that we use with our assistants so they can learn and absorb so much more. And uh, our clients actually respect that. This is, this is, you know, oh my gosh, this is gold. This is gold. I'm loving this. And another thing leaders do is solve problems, solve, solve issues without, unnecessarily bothering their client or the person that has the, and that's something I have a VA right now. I call her my primary. She is lat. She is that she will, she will do things. I don't even ask her to do all of a sudden I see memes going up on my Instagram account. I go, where did that come from? Like, and she knew, I mean, I had them done in the past. She saw them and kept it going by recreating more. And she's putting in phrases that she knows that are phrases I would say, or they were lifted directly out of a past show. This show we're doing right now, as an example, will get transcribed and put up on our website for all to see Jamie J forever. This is going to be awesome. And as she does that, she edits a little bit of the written word. And that's another thing. As a result of doing that, she ends up talking like, like yours truly, which is kind of weird at first. And then you're like, well, this is cool though, because of how this can. But was it like that in the beginning? No. Not at all. Right. So that's, so that's the thing that, and, and I, uh, the reason I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you, but this no. is super important. So many people that go out and hire, they say, oh my gosh, if this is what you're thinking, this is the, the big indicator that you could heavily use an executive assistant. Oh my gosh, I don't have time to train. I can do it faster. 
That's number one. The second thing is yes. thinking that it's going to be so much easier when you hire somebody. Oh my gosh, I got to get this stuff done. I just need a behind in the seat to get this done. Nope. If, if those are things that you're thinking, you really need to discover some kind of an opportunity to hire somebody, whether it's, it's not even have to be bottleneck, but it's, you're at that point where you need to find somebody, but you need to be slow to hire and quick to fire. Yeah. And what's really important here, and you said it yourself, it's harder in the beginning. You need to set your expectations in the very beginning. That's why we have 60 day onboarding. We've got a lot of support and a lot of guidance, um, but you're here, you know it, they're here. You can hire somebody with so much experience and you think they're just going to take over but that's the biggest challenge. Sometimes I get people saying, I just had this the other day, one of our uh, uh, potential clients, he's getting ready to hire somebody. He got three candidates that he's going to be interviewing. And he said, none of these people have leadership uh, backgrounds. And I, I said, I beg to differ. <laughs> While they have a little bit of the knowledge that you're seeking, you can train on systems and processes, but you cannot train on personality. The challenge he's experiencing right now is he doesn't have anybody that wants a leadership role. These three people were hungry for a leadership role and had fantastic personalities. And I know that because the personality assessment aligned with his personality with exactly with what he was wanting. So you have to be able to go into a relationship knowing that it's gonna be harder in the beginning. Things You think you're busy now, Get ready to bring somebody else on and get them up to speed how they need to be up to speed. But once you hit that 60 days and 90 days, and I don't know how long you're, how, how long has your assistant been with you? Uh, almost two years now. But it was, I, I tell this to people that I, I have referred many people to this agency. Let me switch that uh, or add yours to it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really intrigued and leaning in more and more as I learn more about what you're doing. But um, I tell people, I said, look, I'm referring them to this agency, telling them I've got the VA that ends all the VA. She's the best and she's awesome. Oh, I want that too. Okay. But I want you to know, please take this to heart. Give it nine. I give, I tell them three months. I said, it takes time to establish a rhythm with a new person. It's like a whole new relationship. It's a, it takes time to establish expectations. It takes time to establish culture, all these things that go with it. And then it takes time to get their trust, full buy-in. It's it's a two-way street. It's not one way. Absolutely. And, and and do the best you can. What what I would advise people before they come to you as a service or or anyone is start now documenting all your processes. And documenting it does not again does not mean you have to type it all out. In fact, mm -hmm. I'm doing that as we speak. I continually update SOPs. I'm doing it now. I have written Google Doc that's accessible by my team. And inherent to it, I have links to videos that further describe exactly point by point, step by step, how to do those steps. I give them an overview sentence and then say, dig in. This is where you go. And have those in place. Start building those. They don't have to be perfect. Just say, they're all in this folder. If you need help, go click on this video. And if you can't follow, this is what I say. If you, I don't say this out loud, but it's kind of obvious. If you can't follow these instructions, then you cannot be part of my team because they are that simple. Make them simple, not to the fifth grade level. Sometimes maybe, but if you yeah, have to go to that level, then they're not, they're not qualified to do what you're asking them to do because some, yeah. some, a lot of stuff I do is tech-based. Um, and I just, I got lucky. I'm going to say it. I got lucky with this VA. She, she ended up having a greater talent base and a drive and a hunger to learn more than I could have ever asked for. And she is 
slowly and surely becoming my executive. I love that term much better, executive assistant. Uh, I've made her program manager for now two of my clients uh, who are doing their own live video shows. So she is taking the helm and I'm there for her. I'm there. We're in a group chat area so that I can see all the messages in case she needs some help. And it, it, the whole point of all this is to emphasize what Jamie is saying, which is it will take time. Don't expect a, a miracle. The second you hire uh, one of Jay's DAs and they come in, it's not going to be all perfect and pretty and, and awesome from the get go. But boy, just think of think of the outcome. Think of 90 days down the road where you can take that first Saturday off. I mean, my gosh, that is an amazing feeling. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that because that's what happens. The other thing that happened to me, Jamie, that I think would help for people that are considering your service is what it does is it frees you to think of other things. I used to have so many people come to me, Brian, you do this, all this automation. Can you help me with this automation system? The answer would be yes, but I'm not going to. Why? I don't have the time. Or can you help me to build a website? Or I need to pull a website from one uh, service like Confusionsoft. Oh, did I say that out loud? Over to uh, Peak Connector, which is mine. And I'd say I would, in the old days, say no. Now I'm saying um, yeah, let me look into that because I have a team and I'll go back to them and said, here's the, here's the issue. How long do you think it'll take? How many hours? I get them to tell it. I say, okay, I know what I pay them an hour. I'll do my markup. I'll go back to them. Here's my, uh, here's my offer. They say yes. And I just hand it over to the VA team. I'm done. And I just made money. I, it, it's like, it just so expands your mind beyond. And that's just one tiny example, yep. but there, even to this day, I'm finding myself, oh, geez, that's right. I can go ask my VA for this or the team because we have a manager that then will drop in other VAs that have different talent and skills on our if we request them. And it's just so just do it. If you haven't done it, um, go to bottleneck.online and book a consultation. Get talk to Jamie's team. And look, Jamie didn't come on here thinking or knowing I was going to be helping promote him. But I know this guy well enough to say I would. I would go to the mat for this guy. He goes, he's gone to the mat for all of us, the United States of America, being a U.S. Army paratrooper. That tells me enough right there. But then meeting you and getting to know the essence of you, uh, learning about what you like to do, the, the, the relationship you have with your wife is a gem. Uh, just everything about you resonates. And I think I have, I have absolutely zero res uh, hesitation or resistance in saying, everybody, meet Jay. <laughs> Jamie, sorry, that's your last name, so that works still too. But go reach out to Jamie and get involved. Uh, just get your questions answered and see if it's a fit. At least do that for yourself. Go that one step, that very scary one step, that once you get on the horn and if Jamie's one that answers or any one of his team, you're just going to go, oh, they're, they're friendly and they're here to help me. Just do it. That would be yeah. my – You know, I, you, you pass along some questions that you might go into. Um, and so uh, – I had, I asked the team for help. Um, and we don't say, we don't use the word help here. I shouldn't have said help. They know there's three words we don't use. That's one of them. So I asked the team for support and some guidance. And I said, um, uh, and we have this little chat thing on there. And I said, Hey guys, uh, um, how would, how would you describe the culture here at bottleneck? Cause I wanted it to come from them, not from me. Uh, Mike D says, driven, diversified, dedicated. Raina says, one thing that comes to mind is support. Even if we don't ask, the support will always be there. Uh, family, we have one another's backs. We celebrate the wins and losses, whether personal or business together. We celebrate birthdays, hail accomplishments, cry together and revel in camaraderie as family would. I love each and every one of the team here at Bottleneck. 
And then Chanel, our bookkeeper's motivator, inspires and encourages everyone to become a better version of themselves. This is all uncoached. This is me asking them how they feel. And every January, we have everybody rewrite their own job roles and responsibilities. They want to do what they want to do or where they want to thrive so we can create a role for them. And because they've documented everything that they've done, it's so much quicker and easier to bring somebody in to perform the tasks of that role because it's all done literally step by step by step by step. And that learning curve is drastically reduced from, I mean, the first time I hired a writer, it took me six minutes, six, six uh, weeks. The second time I hired a writer up and running in two weeks doing our blog posts, doing everything that we needed. It's such an amazing thing. The challenge is, you know, do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. Document it. If you just imagine the things you just despise doing, if you just did it one more time, would you be happy that someone else could come in and do it? And by documenting it, you know that that role with the responsibilities inclusive of that role are going to be done either up to your level or exceeding your level of expectations. Mm. And they're spending all the time. So the likelihood of improving it is amazing. And once you get all that junk out of here, creativity opens wide up. So you know what I like to call that? I call that a bomb dropping moment right there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Smart bombs, knowledge bombs, bombs of wisdom. That is Jamie J. <laughs> right there yes because <laughs> i love it i couldn't wait to drop that on you <laughs> is that what i did there so you said something that oh my gosh you are the only other person i've ever heard say this other than yours truly i'm not doing this to pat myself on the back it's just what you're doing as far as having your team document their own work that is what i've been telling people that i've done with my team and I basically tell them, I say, because I, I feel my people are part of my systems. It's not just documents and automation and machinery. It is your people that also uh, constitute your systems. And I say, because I do the same exact thing. I say, I want, so I'll give them guidance on a task. I'll give them, and I'll just say, if you need help, let me know. But typically I just say, you know, if I need a video or let's say a graphic done, here are the branding colors, here are the fonts just wow me. And they always do. I said, you can do far better than I could. I would put something together. I'm very rigid and uh, numerical and all that stuff. And they, they are just, they blossom. So I just say, do what you do. But then when you do it, I want you to record it and narrate what your thoughts are. What are the things you're doing? What tools are you using that maybe others might not use? Just, just record it. And the cool thing is that I, now what I say is I'm, I have my systems building my systems. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like and here's the other beautiful thing, Jamie, you probably experienced this, too, is that so sometimes I will make I will do the first rendition of a video to teach somebody because it might be involved. And then I say, now that you've done it, it's repeatable. You talked about repeatable process. Now that you've done it for a month, two months, three months, I would like you to record your version of it. Because you have no doubt figured out more efficient ways, better ways, ways that suit you better that make it easier for you. Maybe they have a slower internet connection. They found a different way to do it. I don't know. But I just say, it'll come off better from you than it will from me because I'm not doing it day to day. I did it one time. I figured out how to do it. And I said, here's how you do it. And then after that, I never, ever have to review their video because the proof is when the next person comes in, 
did you have any questions? Were you able to accomplish a task? No questions. Everything was very easy to follow. I said, perfect. So I had spent zero time. All I said was, please record when you do it the next time. Yep. And it's an ungodly, game-changing, time-saving. They feel uh, that they're getting a piece. They own a piece of your company by they, they feel ownership of that task. They feel ownership of being a leader. Yeah, they they get say, empowered, yeah? Yes. And, and I liken that to, I always refer to that very book you picked out, unbelievably. That was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> the, the, the E-Myth Revisited, because he talks about the three stages, technician, uh, manager, and investor. And I always tell them, you're a technician. I'm going to teach you manager. I'm going to start weaving that in. And as you are building, teaching, and training materials, you are becoming a manager. That is a manager's role, not a technician's role, because you are doing that for the purpose of training others that come after you or beside you or next to you. And that's part of a leadership role. And they they love it. I've not had, I, I had apprentices for, gosh, three or four years that came in. They worked 90 days. That was it. End of story. It was done. There was no extension. They knew it. I knew it. They were going to be there for 90 days and done. So I learned quickly how to create these systems and had them do the same thing, record. They're gone. They're nowhere to be seen. The next apprentice came in and I didn't have to review the videos. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So what, what you're saying is gold because that is what works. And I hope a lot of people employ and implement. They really don't even have to. All they have to do is go to Jamie J at bottleneck.online and it will be part of the system. And you'll be, oh my God. I mean, just think about that. I'm thinking about it right now. No one has to learn this stuff. They're going to be immersed in an environment that already operates in that stuff. And that's what's uh, so beautiful about what you're doing. Yeah. It and, and by the way, Jamie didn't pay me for any of this. It, it may sound like <laughs> it. I'm starting to think about like, man, I'm really pumping this guy up, but I feel it. Uh, I think yeah. it, it's, it's genuine. Uh, and no, he didn't pay me anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll pay you with a compliment. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I seriously believe I, uh, there's another leader in our industry and the guy is, is, he's been doing it since 2008. He's got a ton of experience. And he said something the other day that just, that it, I never knew how to put this in words until he said it. And I noticed you were saying that and you haven't even, I don't even know if you knew this, but he says, you, you know, you start your company and it's, it's I, I'm doing the workflows. I'm doing the bookkeeping. I'm building the websites. I'm doing this. But all of a sudden it becomes we, you know, we're starting to do this. You know, I'm yes. still involved and I'm still overseeing. It's at that point when it turns from we to they. And, and when you experience that difference where you're focused on vision and mission and creativity and new ideas and, you know, tackling this, um, the last several hires of my internal team, I should say of our internal team, I didn't even interview. I didn't even bring them on board. I didn't do any training. They were all trained from the systems developed from the earlier team members that were there. Now we can start saying they. And that is such a game changer. You need to start somewhere. And like you said in the very first, in, in earlier in the show, start documenting today. It, not even if you're planning on hiring right now, it doesn't right. document your systems. It'll do two things. It'll give you confidence so that you can delegate with authority. It will also help you be aware of creating that foundational system that will increase your valuation should you choose to exit years down the road. I know if I'm ready to get out and I want to exit, which I'm not, but if I choose to, 
I'm not going to sign a deal and sell my company where I have to stay on board for another year or two. Exactly. Right. Yes. And you do that all through documentation and workflows and processes. Yeah. A mentor of mine uh, brought this up and, and trained this uh, from stage. And it was basically build your business from the, the, the it doesn't matter if you've just started or if you're already um, building your business deep into it, but build your business with the intent to sell, whether or not you ever do sell it. That was the important part because many people don't ever want to sell, they think. But if you build it in such a way that you could just literally hand it over to somebody and show them, well, I don't, I don't need to show them how to do everything, but all I have to do is show them where all the elements exist that will show them exactly how to operate the business, yep. then you're, you've done your job. And what happens, God forbid, I step in front of a bus. What does my wife do? Exactly. Right? She knows how to come right. She'll come in and know how to do everything. I um, think she'll just come and push you out of the way if you step she, in front of a bus. Would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's hope that never happens to either one of you th uh, in all seriousness. My God, I just looked at the time. Holy criminy. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen, Jamie. We've gone right. over five minutes, and I, you know, the, the scene goes Jimmy Crack Corn and. I don't uh, care. I, <laughs> He's like, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's an old, old, old song like Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. It's, oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Jimmy Crack Corn. What does that mean? I don't care. <laughs> so uh, I did promise everyone that came on and watched and stuck on to the end with us live that I would reveal how they could win a five night stay at a five star luxury resort. Uh, and that is compliments of the big insider secrets, that red and white stamp looking logo on the upper right. That is my dear, dear friend, Jason Nast, who is newly married. Oh, it's a fantastic, wonderful um, wedding that we witnessed at sea on a cruise with them just a couple weeks ago. And they actually, I'll say they because they are now a team uh, <laughs> officially and formally. They offer this uh, so that we can offer it to you each and every week. So I'm going to put it on the screen, write it down, because we're not quite done yet. Uh, I hope you can stick around a little bit longer, Jamie, because I like to end every show with a very profound question uh, to, to kick it off. It's always a great one. Uh, but real quick, I'm going to put it on the screen. So don't, don't go join it or don't go to this website yet. Write it down now. You'll have plenty of time. Even when the show's over, we'll keep monitoring it and choose the winner. So what you'll want to do is go to, or write this down, ryp.im forward slash vacation. Again, it's ryp. That stands for Reach Your Peak, which is my business. Reach Your Peak. So it's ryp.im forward slash vacation, all lowercase. Write that down. And then after this incredible, heavy-hitting, profound final question that I asked Jamie, who's going, what the heck is this question going to be? Um, then you can go and enter to win. Sound good? Everyone, say yes out there. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie, for your participation. Um, so, yeah, this question, I, I can't believe we're at the end already. We're going to have to do a follow-on, and I definitely want to have more chats with you about your uh, team and everything that's going on. I, I mean, the same thing. I never say they work for me. I say they work with me. And Absolutely. I say we a lot when I talk about it's my company. I own it and operate, but I never say my I say our, you know, I I doesn't exist, and it's 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 – it's fun to catch myself, we, not I, you know, when you're in that conversation with somebody. Anyway, this last question that I love to ask every person that comes on this show, hopefully you didn't cheat and see it uh, before. Uh, that's fine. I, I say cheat, fun. Um, what is cool about it is it's very profound and it can be actually a little personal. Uh, that's what makes it so powerful. But the good news about this is that there is no such thing 
as a wrong answer, Jamie. None. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, it takes it all. In fact, the only correct answer is yours. It's like, wait a minute. You ask this every show. How can my answer be right? Someone else's had to have been right. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's a thought provoker, isn't it? So I know it's a big buildup, but that really the only thing that um, what happens is the, the answer will be unique to you. And that's the only thing that makes it personal. So it's not like getting into your knickers about personal life or anything like that. So with all that wonderful buildup, are you ready for the big question, Jamie? I'm ready. Oh, I knew you would be. He's, he, I mean, come on. He's a former U.S. Army paratrooper for crying out loud. He, he jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. So here we go. <laughs> all right, here we go. Jamie J, how do you define success? Oh, how do I define success? I embrace three core things, adapt, adaptability, resilience, and effective communication. And I think if you put that and you're very intentional about every single conversation and everywhere that you're are, everywhere that you are at that specific time and focus on those three things during conversations or during research, be intentional about it. That's what I say is the success of uh, being an entrepreneur because it's what you do behind the scenes. It's not all the red carpets and all that that everybody gets to see. It's all that hard work and, it, and that's where the passion comes from. Um, I, I believe in my heart that the passion drives you uh, to do all those difficult things because you know you're going to be rewarded with uh, things like being talking to Brian, Brian Kelly here. So uh, I think that's my, my definition of success. Mm, and you know how this has to end, don't you, Jamie? How does it end? <laughs> <laughs> Another bomb run for the one and only Jamie J. Uh, that's oh, awesome. What an absolute joy uh pleasure blessing to have you on i appreciate you thank you for your wisdom thank you for sharing it with those who listened and watched live for those who will come on late we had some comments i didn't even have time to bring those up i apologize for those who did i found one of them was one of my very first apprentices i ever had this is going back many years i was like wow i haven't seen her in ages so oh my gosh yeah and uh in fact let me bring her up just to prove it for people but <laughs> There she is, Mia Liza. Yes, Elizabeth Mustera. She was. Uh, oh my gosh! And she was nice to see you again live. And oh, that's awesome. This is that question. I must ultimate success. <laughs> a question about success. Of like, oh, she said that way before the end of the show. She just even remembered it. Wow, that was freaking awesome. So appreciate you, Jamie. My gosh, and um, you have so many great things in the works. Uh, I can't wait to see those cabins. Uh, when you have those ready, I hope I'm not giving away anything secret, but <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Uh, and uh, look, everyone watching, listening, please, if there's any part of you saying, should I, should I take that leap of faith? Should I reach out to Jamie? The answer is yes. If that is at all going through your mind, even if you don't think you're ready to bring on a team, you'll be surprised. You might be more ready than you ever thought possible. In fact, you know, if you have a business and you don't have help, you are ready. You know, you just may not know it because <laughs> once you get the help and, and then you go through that process, the first few months of, you know, what I call building a rhythm together with your first DA, then you're going to go, my God, why didn't I do this sooner? I'm not kidding you because that's, that's what happened with me. So go to bottleneck.online. 
and book your consultation, if nothing else, to you know roll the dice and see if you get uh, a line, uh, get signed up to talk to Jamie himself. You never know. You might get lucky. He might be the one next on the, <laughs> the Rolodex that rolls over on his calendar appointment system. So anyway, with all that, uh, Jamie, I just want to say thank you once again. Do you have one maybe parting nugget of wisdom? Let's say you have an entrepreneur that's struggling, uh, just starting out. What would be one big tip that you could give them that would help catapult them, given everything you've been through in your personal life? You've been through a lot and you've you've overcome it and and being a paratrooper and everything you've learned in your life. What would be one passing last bit of advice you would give a budding entrepreneur? Well, thank you, Brian, for having me on. And uh, I, I, I just have to give you kudos, too, because you, I've seen what you've done with your process and, and you were kind enough to show it. And it was it was it was fantastic. And for you, it comes easy. And so for people that are working with you, they need to understand how much better of an opportunity they're going to have uh, or experience they'll have with you because of what you've done in the background, because of the infrastructure you've built. And that, I, that's, that's huge kudos because so many people strive for that. Um, and, and you said something that was key. Once, once you create that foundation, you need to consistently update it. And that didn't fall on, on my ears lightly. I just wanted to bring that up because uh, that's why you're able to do what you do. And that's most likely why people remain with you month in and month out because they know that it's handled. They have the confidence because you have that system in place. And so I would guess I would I would say that one budding word of wisdom or phrase uh, that I might share with somebody is it's so important to understand what that vision is and 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 don't make it all a bunch of jungly jubbly stuff. Just go from your heart. Where do you where do you see this thing going? Where do you what do you want out of life? And the more honest you are with yourself about that vision, about the direction that you want to go in, not the way that you're going to get there, but the direction, the more aligned those of you, those are the people that are going to be working with you. They're going to understand it and they're going to fight and they're going to do everything they can for you. But also your vendors and anybody else, your clients, they're going to align with that, those values of that vision. So I would recommend just really thinking about what you want to be doing, where you see yourself in five years, two years, 10 years, and then draft a vision that is, you know, no industry jargon, just, just you. And that's how you align people that uh, agree with your values. Oof, baby. I love it. And I love you like a brother. Thank you, Jamie J. You are an amazing man. I appreciate you. And I could talk to you for another five hours. I know it's later where you are. Uh, in in the country, but man, you're a paratrooper. You could stay up all night and still. <laughs> but uh, Thank I you, appreciate man. you, and and please, uh, for everyone out there, this is the end of our show. We have to sadly bring it to an end. But what I like to do is ask you just to do two things, and only two things. One is do everything you can to crush it in your business and serve more people. And number two, most importantly, everyone, please be blessed. That's it for now. I'm Brian Kelly, the Mind Body Business Show. This has been Jamie J of Bottleneck.online. Until next time, we will see you again. And I cannot wait for that time to come. Here we go. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com.
name is Brian Kelly.